You're listening to the Short Shift Podcast, proud member of the Black and Gold Podcast Network. You can support the show by leaving a comment and five-star rating on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, or any of your favorite podcast platforms. You can contact the show via Twitter at ShortShiftPod. Cynically acclaimed, incredibly online. It's Boston Hockey Talk with your hosts, Thomas Nystrom and Andrew Johnson. Enjoy the show. I don't want to judge us on the start of the year against them. I don't know how they're judging themselves against us from the end of the year when we had more success. So to me, it's it's a fresh start for both teams. Both teams are playing well. What did we do better? Uh, better third periods for one. I thought we were better on offense in terms of attacking their deep, breaking them down and finding some ways to create offense. Just We just played better, I think, at the end of the day and, and it showed in the scoreboard. So Andrew, this is a little bit of a continuation. We recorded the previous episode that we ended up having to cut a little bit towards the end because we started kind of speculating uh, on who we would play and how we thought the matchups were going to go. And sure enough, as I'm editing the episode, uh, the Islanders Islanders beat the Pens, man. Islanders looked, looked pretty good in that series. Uh, honestly, they have played above what we've seen out of them for kind of the last two months and uh, we're about to bring on a guest Duffy who you've had on this podcast before uh, to talk some Islanders uh, I definitely want to hear how he thought this team did just coming into the last uh, two weeks really hey Duff what's going on buddy not too much man how the hell are you doing great doing great yeah. um What's going on, Thomas? I'm Tom. Nice to meet you, dude. <laughs> Good to meet you, dude. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Should I, just, should I just change my name to Tom just to... Just for the episode. You got no idea, man. That is a... That's <laughs> three, so many Hi, I'm Tom. This is Tom. This is Tom. Hi, Tom. <laughs> Turn into a Monty Python sketch. <laughs> so I, right before you, uh, you jumped on, I started to talk to Andrew mm-hmm. uh, just kind of briefly leading, leading into this past series for the Islanders. I, I think the general consensus outside of Islanders fans was that the team was struggling and they were kind of limping into the playoffs. It seemed like you guys weren't at least head to head against the Bruins. The last couple games that we played you, we weren't, you, you weren't as scary as you were the first five. You know what I mean? Like early in the season, I felt like the Islanders just had our fucking number and it was just, I hated playing you guys didn't want to play in the playoffs. And then, I don't know, a little bit a little bit after the deadline or right around the deadline, things kind of changed. How do you feel about the team or how did you feel about the team going into Pittsburgh's and now coming out of it and going into the Bruins series? I mean, it's a good question. I mean, the injury to Lee had me very, very concerned about what you know what I mean? Like what the potential of the team was going in. Had us concerned. Ex- 
you know, you want to be excited and you want to hype your team. And like, obviously, you know, we just won the series and like, I'm super hyped. I'm not going to, but I didn't think it was going to happen. I was suspicious of our ability to score goals. Um, for some reason, we are so well structured and so well coached in so many areas, but we can't drop a decent, you know, set play on the power play. Like what's going, you know, so stuff like that was really frustrating. Um, and there's always that argument about like what, you know, in soccer, they call it like on current form. Like, what have you done for me lately? Right. Like, mm-hmm. but you also realize that you've seen how many NHL playoff series in your life where things have gone completely a different direction. Right. So the Tampa series where they get swept by Columbus, even though they like set the record for like points by president's trophy winner in a season, like that stuff happens. So you always have to remember that the playoffs, you throw everything out the window and every single game, is the same team. Now I know the schedule was what it was this past year and you're playing a lot of the same teams over and over and over again in a row, but in a playoff series, it's very much like a tit for tat kind of thing. Um, So, yeah, I mean, luckily that adage where everything starts over again in the playoffs played out for us and we were able to succeed. So um, that was a relief, but I mean, even going forward, you know, can these wingers sustain, you know, the goal score? You know what I mean? And it worked out last year. We had a decent deep run. Hopefully we can do it again. Cal uh, Palmieri, you know, got a few goals this series. So that is something that, you know, even though he was kind of not involved too much leading up to the playoffs, that's something where you feel like he, you know, fulfilled what we got him for. He scored yeah, he, goals. He in the definitely broke the ice. Bet, you mm-hmm. know, so, but yeah, I mean, it, it, some of the concerns I still had, I still have them. Um, or some of the concerns I had, I still have, but, also like really like hey look what look at us huh look what we did um so that's like you know it, it's it's nice to be excited and still be in it so i'm i'm about to probably splash some cold water on you here duff i'm sorry <laughs> but <Okay>. but <clears throat> this is a team that as well let's be honest with with ourselves here this is a team that's been playing over their heads for about two years um and you guys have the best coach in the NHL right now in Barry Trotz. And I think a lot of that has to do with a, a lot of, do, a lot of that has to do with his, his machinations and how he, he rings every last ounce out of that squad. And I think I said this on our first interview, are you concerned at all with the, with the luck with maybe the, not the luck, but this sort of, thing being unsustainable in the next round do you think the bruins provide a better matchup for the islanders do you think that you're not going to get you're not going to get a goaltending performance out of tuka ross that you just got out of tristan jari um i saw a stat last night where jari had allowed five goals on 0.95 expected goals that is a historically bad performance i guess my i guess my my overarching question is do you feel better playing the Bruins than you did the Penguins or is it just, is, is, is it, is, is this a better matchup for the Islanders than the Penguins were? I don't know. I, I think that most of my concerns are in line with, let's say the goalie narrative that you just laid out about Jari's historically poor performance. I'm concerned about our goal scoring. Obviously, you know, I'm a big fan of Tuka Rask, like the way he plays and, and, what he's capable of. He has experience. He's been there before. I don't really know if, if any of my concerns or apprehensions or any of the cold water that I will 
dump on myself revolves around the Bruins specifically. <laughs> um, with the Penguins, I had concerns because of what they have up the middle with Crosby, Malkin, and Carter. Uh, that's a lot, and that's supposed to be a position of strength for us with Barzell and um, Nelson and Paggio and Casey Sezikis. Like, all of those guys are pretty solid two-way players. Um, you know, besides Matt, like, they're all pretty good on the face-off dot and all that kind of stuff. So that's where I was like, hey, they might be able to wipe out some of our strengths here. But, you know, for whatever reason, over the course of the series, you know, obviously Jari buckled, but um, Sidney Crosby also only had two points. You know what I mean? So it's not like – The Crosby you know line I mean? had a minus 12 through the series. Right. And so, and that goes back to trots. I don't, you know, it's tough to predict what's going to happen until we're out there watching the bees and the Islanders actually like play against each other and see what the coaches do in terms of, you know, going punch for punch. Um, But yeah, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I don't think that any of my apprehensions revolve around the Bruins. It's tough to get caught up in regular season success. It's tough to get caught up in what happened in January, February and March and all that kind of stuff right now. Like we, we just saw last round, it doesn't matter. I didn't think the Capitals were going to lose a game. They come out here and you guys just hammered them, right? I didn't think that we had a chance against the Penguins if we go out and win in six. So, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't want to get too caught up in it. I know that's not the most exciting fodder, but you know what I mean? It's kind of the truth. Well, no, but it's honest. It's, it, it, it's honest. It just, it, it's, it sounds like you're, a lot of your apprehension it has to do with the team itself. And which is why, which is why I asked, you know, is are you afraid of the of the of the the string of the string running out like you know not really i mean yeah. we went six games with tampa last year you know we went to the eastern conference finals and and a lot of people didn't think that we we're going to go that far you win six um, games with tampa and you went toe for toe with them i watched every second of that series the point was just unbelievable yeah like he was he wasn't going to be stopped nobody had an answer for him mm-hmm. um and that's where, listen, if the string runs out in the Eastern Conference final or whatever the semifinals are called this year, I'll like, I'll take that. I'll take a puncher's chance to send me there right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't know. It's Like I said, it's very hard to look at last year and see how different we performed in the playoffs. If you remember last year before the uh, pandemic, we were also sort of, quote, unquote, limping into whatever position we were in, into that playoff term. And then, you know, time went by. We got some people back from injury and stuff. But, yeah, it's. Uh, I think there's – you know, the goaltending matchup is going to be different. It's very hard to score against top-level playoff mm-hmm. goaltending. And two Definitely want to get into that. Presents that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the goal scoring, if you guys look at it, is coming from second line. You know, that's Barry Trotz. He's getting the right guys out there where he thinks that he can get some goals. And, you know, Bavillier is really fast. He's really skilled. Um, Palmieri had three goals, and he's spreading out the lines well. So on the first line, you have to be conscious of Matt Barzell and Jordan Everly playing together. The second line, obviously, they have their chemistry. They got a bunch of points this series. They had a lot of ice time this series as well. And then the third line, you know, JGP is going to, you know, probably win the faceoff when he's out there. So you'll see him out there on a lot of, like, you know, uh, restarts and stuff. Um, you know, he's got Palmieri with him. Who's, you know, if you're going to be running your third pair out there, like, those guys are going to probably get a bucket or two against you. So... Um, you know, that's how this team is able to get it done in a series is Barry's able to kind of pick the spots to get the matchups he wants, um, you know, and get some guys like Josh Bailey and Brock Nelson, who they'll mess you up if you don't really know what you're doing. They're Mm -hmm. not the most talented. They're not the best shooters, but like, they know how to play, dude. Like they both, you know, Brock was on team USA. Bailey's been to an all-star game. Like these dudes will, they'll nice you up. So if we can do that against you guys, but it's different, you know, we don't see, we're not going to be able to see what the energy brings. Um, it's going to be, I, I don't know. 
Can you guys tell that I'm being cautious here? <laughs> no. I mean, honestly, with uh, with the way that your series went, Trouts is capable of making adjustments, and you saw that through that series where the team looked better night after night. And mm-hmm. the mistakes that you guys made in, in the two losses disappeared. Sullivan the, couldn't adjust. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's the benefit of having one of the best coaches, if not the best, in the NHL. Like I'm a huge Trotz guy in general, and it is still awesome to see that he landed with the Islanders after whatever the fuck happened in Washington. I didn't <laughs> want to see him in Washington because it's harder for me to root for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Islanders have – I've got a little bit of a soft spot for the Islanders. Um, my brother-in-law is a big Islanders guy. and Let's go. So, so – by, by default, my nieces and nephews and all that stuff. So I'm sure there's going to be plenty of uh, within my family shit talking in the next week and a half. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking now, forward to this series. I really am. I think these these two teams match up really well. And this is the matchup like was, I wanted. Well, again, yeah, I honestly like this is the matchup we were calling for and like wanting first round because we thought it was going to be the easiest of of the four teams that made the the playoffs. Uh, from our division and in now watching what they just were capable of doing to Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. things change. And we said it multiple times, trots can trots. And that's what he did. And the, the experience goes a long way. The goaltending obviously was a big factor in your previous series. It's, it's probably going to fall on the shoulder of our goaltenders for this series and secondary scoring. And it's, it's something that both teams are capable of doing. So come Saturday night, like this, everything's on the table. I don't think we're going to see either team blow anybody out. Mm -hmm. I don't see a way that this series ends in four or five games. There's just, I don't think that's possible. Uh, Most of the predictions I've seen is is Bruins and six. I think saying anything less than Bruins and six from a Bruins standpoint, obviously, Andrew, is, is underestimating a team that we're, we're like going back, looking at how they ended the season. And looking at what the Islanders just did to the Penguins, two different teams. And and Bruins fans, Bruins fans need to take a grain of salt and say, we we need to reevaluate what we're actually playing. I've been seeing an awful lot of Bruins in four and Bruins in five. And that sort of kind of, I guess, cockiness, overconfidence. Yeah, I see Tom's mm-hmm. face. I see Duff's so face where here. Where have you seen that, though? Like, yes. There's 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 some interesting uh, segments of Bruins Twitter, and you know I respect the enthusiasm. I'm glad to see it and stuff like that, but it's not sure. realistic. It's just not realistic. Yeah, right. Now, if, seeing, we playing, yeah. if we were playing Jari in net, yeah, there's a strong chance that you can blow him out in four games. <laughs> Who was it that made that made that tweet? I think it was I think it was uh, Logan Mullen of Nesson mm-hmm. said the best matchup for the Bruins is the New York Islanders with Tristan Jari yeah. in net. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately, we're not going to get that, but all all good. Yeah, pure the the over cocky the over cockiness. I don't even say overconfidence. The over cockiness of of certain sections of Bruin of Bruins fandom is real, really kind of getting my goat a little bit because of the stop miss stop underestimating this team. Stop it! Stop it! Like they are. I, I, I personally, like, like, I love watching the Islanders. I know they are considered, Duff, this one's for you, boring and not, not, fun to, not fun to watch as a casual fan, but 
it's pure, tight checking, clean, good hockey. And this is two style. This is two very similar styles going at going at each other in the playoffs. And and it's probably going to get nasty at some point. I can't wait for Matt Mar- Matt Martin and Cal Clutterbuck to try to step to somebody. I can't fucking wait for that. <laughs> or not Ross Johnston. I don't want him doing any of that. But <laughs> he's not going to be on the team at all in the playoffs. He will not unless something drastic you know, happens. Malicious yeah. happens. Yeah, yeah right. I don't think anybody anticipates. Yeah. But. but no, I'm 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 fairly confident that the Bruins can take this, but it's not going to be. We're, we're we're gonna we're gonna come in we're gonna come in limping into the conference finals however you want to put it mm-hmm. i would say bruins bruins and i'll say bruins in seven i'll say bruins in seven and i'm gonna have agita the entire time <laughs> yeah and i i don't see any game being any more any wider than two goal than a two goal deficit by the end of it duff you uh you want to throw out a prediction, man? I know I you're. Suppose you're I might as well. I mean, <laughs> I'm trying to think about like how this is going to go. Um, I think seven games is probably where my head's at. Just like trying to be reasonable. Mm-hmm. I think the story of this series is going to be, you know, which teams are going to be able to be consistent. You know, um, I think health is going to be a big deal, and depth is going to be a big deal. You know, mm-hmm. we talked about goaltending. We have two. It's just very, very much a sigh of relief. Um, we lost uh, Oliver Wallstrom, you know, last night or the other night during uh, mm-hmm. whenever this airs. Um, and we just slotted, you know, Travis Zajac in, who, like, would not be on the playoff roster because of his, you know, inability to be, you know, mobile and, and physical and things like that. Uh, but, you know, balance it out and make it work. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in a seven-game series, you're going to see a lot of that. You know, there was times where Sullivan was running, you know, an extra defender. Uh, There's times where, you know, teams in the playoffs will make roster changes like that. So if you're looking at a seven-game series in the second round, you know, I like us in that position. So I'll take the Isles in seven. I don't know if anybody is going to go against their own team on these things. <laughs> um, but something, you know, something tells me that uh, in spite of my on-the-record now position uh, or prediction – that there's going to be some kind of curveball in this series. I, I just feel that I feel like playoffs are so hard to predict unless you work at a sports book in Vegas. Something's going to come up that we don't see, you know. Yeah. And then in this situation with our coach and our depth, um, I really feel good about that. So um, that's what I'll that's what I'll hang my hat on. Take Isles and send. Let's that's, go. I think that's totally fair. Mm-hmm. Like I, I guess my my counterpoint to that would be if if the Islanders are going to win this series, I think it's going to take all seven games. Mm-hmm. 100%. Um, so my hope is – my hope and, and I guess what I'll say my prediction is is that Bruins will take it in six. I think there's a good chance that we start off hot in this series. Uh, Islanders make it interesting mid to late next week. And then mm-hmm. this time next week we may be looking at a chance to close it out. But it definitely sounds like it definitely sounds like Duff's on the camp of the longer this series goes, the better it's going to be for New yeah. York, which yeah, I, I totally I agree, agree with. with. Yeah. yeah. And and the thing is the difference between this series and and even the Islanders last series is I feel like there's less drama. There's there's less players involved in, in 
previous drama and stuff like that. Like obviously NBC loved talking about Chara. Oh, obviously Tom Wilson being involved in the series. There's me off with that. I'm so glad we're done with that. Exactly. And, and the nice thing is the, the verbal blowjobs from NBC aren't going to necessarily be here for this series. And we could just focus on actually just watching good hockey. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that there's any, I like, obviously we don't have, eyes in the locker room but i don't think there's anybody on either team that has a passionate dislike for anybody on the other team Mm -hmm. i think genuinely during the regular season we saw a healthy amount of respect between Mm -hmm. these two teams well leo komarov and brad morshan have a history well that's that's true that's true but but if you're looking for someone to put your finger on in that vein yeah it would be those two which goes back to leo being in toronto so yeah I don't know. Yeah, but that's uh, if you wanted to hang your hat on something like that. And also, Yaroslav Halak used to be on our team, right? So mm-hmm. there's a little bit of like uh, that's like the opposite side. There's like the tip of the cap, like, hey, you, you know. I'll say if Halak plays in this fans, series, something went seriously wrong. Yeah, that's, that would be your curveball if we see Halak no, but, in anything other than a suit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, I think in general, like the general basis for these two teams is there's a healthy amount of respect. Mm-hmm. That that particular rivalry aside or whatever, but I don't I don't know if if we're going to get that Marchand in this series. We saw at the beginning of the Capital series, Marchand was a little bit looser than he's been all regular season. I the think little let, stick move. Yeah, like I, I, we were they're seeing so some toxic though, dude. The Capitals are like the most like toxic. Yeah, it just like draws you out at each other when they lose. Yeah. This guy. Yeah. They, guy beating people up in between like what do you mean? yeah <laughs> it's just bleh. i just i don't think we're going to see that in this series and obviously it's the playoffs anything can happen a new rivalry may get born but we will uh we'll definitely i think we're going to see good hockey and that's what's most exciting this is the best time of the year and there's so many good series going on right now i just want to see this one start so we got our predictions i'm excited to see how it turns out yeah i'm excited to see uh which version of the Bruins comes out, man? Because I don't know if this one that's winning in six or seven games, like, I don't know. It's interesting to me. It's, yeah. uh, I feel like the more I think about it, you know what I mean? And obviously like the more time goes on, like the more this part of my brain is firing as we talk about this stuff. Like this is a great matchup for us because like you guys aren't scoring out like the lights out against everybody all the time either. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And it's not like, there, you know, the Washington defensive goaltending situation was as good as ours. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that problem is just going to thicken for you guys. It's not mm-hmm. going to be like, oh, now we finally don't have to play, you know, that crazy goaltend. Like, they don't, you know what I mean? It's not like that. It's not like you unstoppable force and move object or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, you know, we're starting to see flashes of like our issues has been goal scoring and like those numbers are going up like right away. You know what I mean? And I don't know if. I'm not going to say that, like, I don't know if you guys can shut us down, but, like, our biggest strength last year is definitely, like, catching them sleeping. You know, there was, like, a little bit of complacency. Little mistakes start to pop up. You're playing on a different ice surface that you haven't been in in a month or something like that somewhere mm-hmm. else. Uh, fans are back, mm-hmm. which 100% changed our series. I don't know, um, you know, what it was like for for everybody up in Boston. I don't know what the regulations and stuff like that are like. Game one, we are having 15,000 in the garden. Is that capacity? Yes. Uh, That is 85% capacity. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yep. Nice, dude. Mm -hmm. I think. 
the Coliseum is obviously tiny, but that, you know, the ratio of noise to like <laughs> yeah. ice surface is pretty substantial. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and it def- you could tell, dude, like you could tell that like the penguins were just like, dude, get me out of here, man. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be Jari, here. especially. <laughs> Vulcan, you know, Cosmo's getting creamed. Nobody's doing anything about it. That's the other thing. And I've mentioned this to you, Andrew, before in in other Mm -hmm. places. It's like that physical, chippy, like Marshawn Bean, like if he wants to come out and troll, like that stuff doesn't work against us because like we'll beat you up. And like, unless you have Chara, who's like exploiting his reach, like our best guy, Martin or Clutterbuck or any of these guys, like they will punch somebody in the face like a lot. Like if that comes in and like, it's not, Sometimes teams will use that as like a chip, like especially in the series. But like, you know what? Let's come out on the front foot tonight. Let's get extra physical. Let's push it. Let's get it there. Let's get in their face, face wash them after whistles and stuff. Like you can't do that to us. Like we're like it, we proved it. It's it's done. You're not gonna you're not gonna win by doing that. It's not gonna favor you because we have guys who will be like, dude, I'll get kicked out of this thing right now. I don't care. <laughs> like you can like you could send the you know the equipment manager in with the rest of my stuff. Like I'll do. Yep. It. Uh, <laughs> you know, like total yard sale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like they, I mean, they'll just like open the gate. Like, don't even worry about the box. Like, I'm not coming back. So, I don't know. That's kind of I don't know if you guys play that way anyway. To be honest with you, but it seems like the way things on paper kind of evenly match. Cassidy's a pretty good coach. You know, obviously, you guys think Trotz is the best, but there's a lot that can keep us like neck and neck. So it's going to be like, what's going to be that, like I like the fluky thing or the curveball yeah. or the thing that's going to tilt the series. I don't think it's going to be physical play because yeah. Yeah. you guys won't want that. But, yeah. We're not necessarily, we're not necessarily the overly physical uh, Bruins of yore, uh, but we still can hit you in the mouth, but that's not going to be our game plan. That's not going to be our game plan. Yeah. If and, anything, we, we learned in the capital series, they're not going to initiate the physicality or, or seek the physicality, but they're not going to shy away from it. Right, yeah. I think that's important. Which is the perfect going into a series, perfect medium that that, that works yeah. for this coming series. Mm-hmm. So. What about like Bruins secondary scoring? Though? Like, is there? I didn't watch the Washington series like too closely, mm-hmm. um, but we had like an outburst of secondary scoring from the second line with mm-hmm. Bailey Bavillier and, and Brock Nelson. You know, yeah. like, is there anybody on the Bruins that's like coming into the series, like striking while the iron's hot? I mean, obviously everybody who's listening to this knows this already because it's a Bruins podcast, yeah. <laughs> but it's specific to this matchup. You know, it's obviously right. something. I mean, the first thing that jumps to mind for me was just how involved somebody like Craig Smith straight up stole a game in overtime, like just with hustle and stuff like that. Taylor Hall has been in on a number of plays, whether it's finishing or not, but the creativity has been there. He's been, he's, I don't know how much you've watched of him in this, on this organization, but yeah, he's a totally different player from what he was at the beginning of, of mm-hmm. Buffalo. He's reinvigorated. He's fucking smiling, which is insane to see because I feel like I haven't seen that since he was actually in Edmonton. Like <laughs> it, yeah. and that takes a lot to smile there, obviously. Mm-hmm. RIP um, Connor McDavid. <laughs> But it was cool though. We're talking about Taylor Hall was, smile. When Taylor Hall was in uh, Edmonton, it was cool. It was like him and Nuge and yeah. uh, Jordan Everly. Yep, yeah. they had some dudes, man. Yeah, but that's it's like, Yeah, I think I think there's a good amount of that. Uh, Nick Ritchie has had an excellent year for for what we expected from him, at least. Jake DeBrusque actually mm-hmm. kind of stepped it up, uh, mm-hmm. and then we've we've had some offensive help from the defensive end, breaking out of the zone and stuff like that. Connor Clifton had an excellent series. Nice. Uh, it's it's a it's gonna be 
it'll be interesting to see where the momentum takes us. Right. And I, I think it's probably going to be maybe game three where both of us can look at our teams and kind of get an idea of what to expect in this series. Yeah, and see first, some of the tendencies first, start first to two, show yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. First first two games is going to be, I think there's going to be some timid play. There's going to be some chippiness. We'll, yeah. we'll see how it is. But Guys like Smith and DeBrusque, in. though, like that's, you know what I mean? Those are the pieces that you guys need to make you know, some plays happen. You that's know, what we've been asking like, for all you know, year. Top yeah. line, you saw what we were able to, you know, dude is one of the best players of all time, Sidney Crosby, right? Yeah. You know, you have guys like Holly, DK, and you can, you know, get some stuff going there. But even our second line was great, or our yeah. second deep pair rather was great. Mayfield yeah. had a series of his life was plus six. But then you get even deeper, and now it's guys like Smith, and it's guys like DeBrus. And DeBrus was kind of like had that whole MIA episode during the regular season, but that's kind of like what I was saying earlier. Like (laughs) stuff changes in the playoffs. It's like, all right, dude, like this isn't me calling out sick from work and like not giving a shit about, you know, Mm -hmm. something I'm supposed to do at work tonight. He's like, this is the Stanley Cup. Like I'm coming. I'm good. Like if you see stuff like that change in your team throughout the playoffs, that's what, you know, good runs are made of. And the Bruins have been there before several times. They've gone, you know what I mean? So it's not like some group of new dudes and I don't know what time Mm -hmm. it is. So, yeah. I am actually going to be excited. It's going to be as re- boring as it's branded. It's going to be yeah. sick. I'm really looking forward to the matchup between the top pairs. Grizzlick and McAvoy versus Pelican and Pulak. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. P and P security. Yep. <laughs> Yo, there's this guy, uh, this, this Islanders fan who's the best on social media. His handle is bathtub Jake. And like mm-hmm. after every game, he does like these like multi-video posts where he breaks down like everything awesome that Adam Pellick did, and it's like <laughs> it's the greatest thing in the world. It's like check out the Pelican. So shout out to <laughs> Bathtub Jake. He Bathtub breaks down all the Pelican uh, footage. But yeah, our first pair has been awesome. It's been yeah. absolutely awesome. You're one of the best, the best first, first pairs pair in the league. NHL. Yeah. So yeah. you know, that's how about Ilya Sorokin, dude. Mm-hmm. Let's just say this really quickly. All the hype that Ilya Sorokin got, right? Oh, we drafted him. And he wasn't coming over. And he wanted more money. His KHL team was killing it. And he's we talked about him come. extensively. He's never going to come. We're never going to blah, blah, blah. And it's like, he's supposed to be really good. He wins this KHL championship. And it's like, all right, well, now he's finally going to come over. Oh, man. Then the NHL rules were like, oh, this isn't going to count towards his contract. And he's not going to get free agency sooner. So it's not going to come. Then the NHL changed the rule. And we're like, okay, okay. And then he finally comes over and he's able to eat that thing and get one year closer. And then he starts to play and he's the backup. And then, you know, we had a couple softies in like his first start. And everybody's like, oh, no, here we go. Right. Like the most right. Islanders thing ever. And then he starts to go on and go on and go on, starts to get better. And then towards the end of the season, I called him the best player on our team at any position. I was sold. I was like, this guy is phenomenal. We had called him the white whale. And that's uh, the Dick same. Reference. This is like, we'll this- never catch him or whatever. And then finally, he comes in as off the bench, saves the playoff series, pays off every single piece of hype that we ever had around him. You know, the dominoes that had to fall for this guy to even be on the team in the first place. Then he actually lives up to the expectations. It's the least Islandersy thing that's ever <laughs> happened in my life, dude. You know what I mean? Like, this never happens to us. It's, it yeah. always gets the you know, Chara, uh, uh, Luongo, go down the line like yeah, yeah. 15 year like, contract it comes in and he saves the playoff series <laughs> it's like all these hall of famers and shit dude like i'm like let's go let's yeah. get me more that's, that's kind of heartwarming and it's and it's as it's it's you saying that sorokin being the best player on this team is actually really interesting considering the fact it's that massive, Malamov, 
Varlamov is a legitimate Vezina candidate. <laughs> Who's a legitimate so, so Vezina candidate? So it was like Leonard, though, like when he was here. And like Grice yeah. was like top five goals against when he was here. Like our goaltending coaches are awesome. They're Mitch like, Korn, right? Yeah. So like they're, yeah. yeah, they legacy precedes itself probably more than I can speak to. But yeah, mm-hmm. it was, um, yeah, it, the least Islanders thing to happen. Or the best thing to happen to us in a long time. You know, when these things start to pay off and like all those picks, the capital, the capsules or whatever, you know, it's, uh, it's a relief. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a relief. Yeah. Let's fucking go, man. Yeah. Yo, how about uh, ESPN and Turner picking up TV contracts and signing yep. the great one with yep. Turner Sports? Just, just that alone. I'm so ants. Yeah, it's like just, just that alone shows me that they're going to take it serious. Mm-hmm. And honestly, ESPN having any sort of involvement with the production from an NHL standpoint is good because then we're actually going to see. NHL highlights on fucking Sports Center, and there's going to be NHL shows on ESPN. Yeah. Like, let's put some eyeballs on this fucking on the sport. Well, that and know. also the fact that NBC has been terrible for years, and yeah. they've been they've been fucking so mailing sterile. it in. Yeah, they've been mailing it in for like six years now. Mm-hmm. It's interesting it's, though because like the product that they signed is completely different than it is now. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. So shout out to the NHL for that. I'm really excited because the Turner deal has uh includes like bleacher report and stuff like that yep so it's gonna get a lot more progress in the digital realm i think the nhl struggles in digital Uh, i've told them this before like i can't go into my app on my phone and want to see like one highlight of matt barzell's goal that i heard about while i was on the train on the way home or whatever right and like click that and then have to watch a 20 second pre-roll ad that i can't skip just so i can watch like a 12 second video dude like yeah, that's not a fair exchange for like my attention. You know what I mean? So yep. Bleacher Report will help them with that. Uh, sharing on social. One of the biggest things, though, that people say the NBA ratings have dropped for is because people can just scroll through Twitter and watch the highlights anywhere they want, blah, blah, blah. Um, but the NHL, you can't do that. So that's kind of like the negative. Right. So mm-hmm. I think that's going to improve a lot. I also think that like it's on multiple networks. Like you said, ESPN is going to be able to have shows about it like NHL tonight with like numeral two. Like yeah. we all remember that back in the day. Uchi. Yeah, dude. Um, and Turner, I mean, the day of Wayne Gretzky, that's what you need. You need casual sports fans who are like sitting at the bar in between football games. The hockey game comes on. They're like, Oh, it's Wayne Gretzky, dude. Yeah. Like you need that guy to be stoked yeah. because he'll watch and be excited and be like, Oh, I love it. You know? Yeah. Um, and I think that they're checking all those boxes. How many times did we see like, you know, NBC? It's like, why are the like, why do we have like Mike Milbury like being paid <laughs> to tell people about things? Like what yep. the hell planet are we on? It's like the twilight zone, mm-hmm. but it's a, uh, I think they're doing all the right things. Like I said, checking the boxes, Barry Melrose is probably going to be, you know, back in the fold, which every in the hockey world is going to love that. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're the highlight packages, all the online stuff, all the talk shows, all that stuff. Yep. Yeah. I never really thought of like how, much the NHL has failed from a digital standpoint. Uh, they just don't take advantage of the platform. And ESPN probably knows how to do that better than anybody. Yeah. They'll, they'll hold, they'll hold their hand so, through it for sure, which is what they need. Yep. Nah, Very better progressive see, with uh, the stats and the analytics. Yeah. Let's click it through some of the NHL.com stats during this to try to make sure I wasn't just saying things that were blatantly wrong. <laughs> <laughs> So before I let you go, we got about three minutes. I got to ask you, I don't know how much you pay attention to it or not, but uh, I live in Connecticut. Yeah. I used I'm, to. I've lived there before. Yeah. I, uh, 
I've gone to more Sound Tigers games than I probably have for any other team just because of the proximity. Uh, I was waiting I'm credentialed. For I'm credentialed media, uh, media over there. They treat mm. me like gold. I love them. Changing the name and specifically that awful fucking logo. What, do you have, like, you got, I, I'm going to give you these last two minutes. Like, sure. why yeah, the fuck yeah, did yeah. they do that? Why did they do that? The, the branding oh. for the Sound Tigers was so unique and it looked so I good in those it. colors. I don't know. I think I love the name because it connected you know, the geography of the whole thing. Exactly. Was phenomenal. Um, I work in, um, let's say the visual arts industry. So I'm plugged into a lot of branding teams, yep. you know, um, everybody I talked to that literally does that kind of stuff for a living was like, Bleh! just, you know, the logo itself was just like, you're trying to be so you're really trying to force the wrong part of this. Like you're mm -hmm. forcing the B you're forcing a hockey stick and logo. And then the Islanders logo is like the stick tape of like this. Up what are we doing here though? You if you I mean? have to explain a logo like that, then it's, you did the wrong fucking thing. Yeah. And like, you can't be writing the words into the logo. Like you can't be like, Oh, this logo, I don't really know. It needs to have something about it. Cause it's more Islandersy. You can't just like write the word Islanders on it. Like, awful like you gotta be kidding me more than that but it was I, awesome uh that they are paying attention to it and they bring like calling them the islanders doesn't make sense because it's not an island but yeah you know at least they're paying attention to the brand it would be the only yeah so i, I don't know man it's not gonna work <laughs> uh, it, it pisses me off but dude thanks so much for joining us we're about to run out of time here i i appreciate it i loved loved listening to you guys when you were on the show earlier in the year so i'm excited to have gotten to meet you here brother yeah thanks a lot for having me i really appreciate it i love all the things that you guys do and the way that you bring in fans from other teams or you know knowledge bases from other teams is, is awesome and the Bruins are a great organization and uh, i'm looking forward to the series sweet hi brother all right awesome uh, two episodes in two days hell yeah <laughs> thanks yeah. work guys thanks stuff yeah thanks a lot guys see ya